more justices now considered to be pro-life sitting on the U.S. Supreme Court, liberals fear SCOTUS may soon overturn Roe v. Wade, the 1973 court ruling allowing abortion on demand. So they've introduced legislation in Congress to protect abortion rights no matter what the court decides. It's known as the Women's Health Protection Act. Our next guest recently testified against the legislation in Congress. That's because she survived a failed abortion attempt in 1977. Melissa Oden is here to tell us about that and the proposed law. She's founder of the Abortion Survivors Network. So, Melissa, I want you to share your story with us. But first, what did you tell Congress about the proposed legislation, the Women's Health Protection Act? There was nothing in this legislation that was prote about protecting women or protecting health. It was all about abortion, and that legislation is radical, and it is not the will of the people. They, they're leaving out unborn women, uh, little ones who will Absolutely. become women. Uh, how about protecting their lives? Now, with Democrats holding a majority in both the Senate and the House, also with a pro-abortion president sitting in the White House, it looks like this is a done deal, or is it? Definitely not a done deal. This isn't the first time they've introduced this type of legislation. This is certainly the most radical we've seen it yet. They, you know, feel like Roe is definitely on shaky ground and they want to get ahead of that game. Went so far as saying they don't believe the states should have a right to uh, restrict abortion access. So they are doing this reactively. And I think we should find hope in that. Well, what are, what are they really trying to accomplish here with this? I mean, just and run the Supreme Court? Absolutely. Yeah, take away the will of the people. They want abortion access unrestricted, on demand, without apology. They want it to be normal. They are disregarding the not only the health and the rights of children in the womb, but the health and the rights of women. This is something we should all be concerned about. Well, what can our viewers do about it? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are undecided members of Congress who could turn this around. Which ones? Well, it's really important that Senator Blumenthal's office hears from you. He chaired that committee. But every member of Congress needs to hear uh, that we don't support this kind of legislation and that we need to do more to you know, support women in need. Abortion is not the solution to any problems that people are facing in our world. Well, this, this is amazing because it seems to me it's coming at a time when more and more Americans, uh, young and old, uh, female, male, are opposed to abortion. So aren't we seeing a trend where people are saying, wait a minute, technology is showing us that this is actually a, a child in the womb. Yes, and that's certainly my story. I am, you know, I'll age myself really quickly. I'm 43, um, but I was one of those babies back in 1977 who survived an abortion procedure. My birth mother, Ruth, was told she was maybe 18 to 20 weeks pregnant with me when she had a saline infusion abortion. I soaked in that toxic salt solution for five days, being poisoned and scalded. And they believed that the abortion had been successful when her labor was induced on the fifth day. And yes, that abortion took longer than what it should have. Uh, but they believed the abortion had been successful. And that's the day I was accidentally born alive. We know the truth about life. Science is clear. Biblically, we know the truth about life. Tell us a little more about that. I understand your mom, uh, your, your birth mom, uh, didn't really want to have an abortion. What happened? That's right. Uh, that's part of what I testified to about coercion and force when it comes to abortion. I now have a relationship with my birth mother, Ruth. Our story is pretty, um, just such a God story. 
Uh, she didn't know for over 30 years that I had survived that abortion. Uh, she was told that day that it had been successful and, you know, was told it's hideous. It's a monster. Don't look at it after I was delivered. She didn't know if I had been a little boy or a little girl. And she lived with such incredible regret. And she was co not just coerced into that abortion, but literally forced against her will. She was a college student. My grandmother, her mother, was a prominent nurse in their community and forced that abortion upon her, bypassing hospital regulations and procedures. And no matter how many times I testify before Congress, there are always people who try to say, oh, you know, you know, she's not relevant. This was a, a forced abortion. She's not relevant. You know, that type of abortion procedure isn't performed anymore. Uh, but we are always relevant to this conversation. And I testify not only to give a voice to the unborn and other survivors, but to women like my birth mother, Ruth, who deserve to be heard. And it sure seems that God had a plan for your life. How has that shaped your worldview and what role does faith play in your life, Melissa? I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for the hand of the Lord who saved me in the womb. I truly believe that. There's no medical reason why I'm alive today. And I've known Jesus from my youngest age. I'm grateful my parents, my adoptive parents, raised me to, you know, have a heart of of mercy and love towards even my biological parents. And I could not have showed up for that hearing. I could not do all the work that I do in healing and empowering survivors and fighting for the unborn if it wasn't for God who goes before me. I'm called to do this. And you're helping a lot of women out there. Okay, Melissa Oden, thank you for sharing your time and insights today. We appreciate it. Thank you.